quarterback smaller, even even what twenty pounds smaller and lighter. You're Ste- used to playing a certain way. Steelers get J.J. Watt. Is their season any different? No, no, I don't think so. I really don't. You're not seriously considering the idea that no, they would. I still think they would have lost to Buffalo. <laughs> All right, we got Aditi. Let's go. She's out in Vegas. Hello, Aditi. Hi, guys. I'm literally standing right outside the Bellagio, and the fountains just went on, and there's all this music. So I'm sorry, but I don't know if you can hear that. No, we can. We can hear you crystal clear. Ambient noise. It is. Well, it's a show. It's a show. Turn on CBS. Turn on CBS Sports Network, and you'll see it. Are you working, or is this fun, Aditi, right now? Is this Aditi off the clock? It's all work. All work. No, I'm about to be live. That's why you had to move me up 15 minutes. Oh, we'll put it on. I am live from one of our sets. This is actually going to be the HQ set, but I've never seen the fountains turn on like this. And apparently there's a whole orchestra and an overture. Are you guys Vegas people? Uh, 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 yeah, Chris said that Alex's wife, that's her favorite place on planet Earth is Vegas. Yeah, Alex loves Vegas. I, I like it a lot too, but I think Vegas has a very defined shelf life if you're out there solely for pleasure. you got to get in and out in three days or else anything longer you're risking it. I mean, I have to tell you, 6 a.m. rolling down in my hotel to try to get a workout in and seeing all these people at the craps table, some still from the night before and some new, is um, not necessarily the most encouraging sight for me. Mm. Congratulations on all your motivational success. No, it feels sad. You don't think it's sad? Well, if they're only out there and they want to play craps and it's just three days in Vegas to go wild and party, I I don't have a huge issue with it. That's how I look at it, Aditi. I assume every one of those people is an upstanding member of society who's just cutting loose from the the drudgery of uh, nine to five. Yes, that's exactly how I see it. I mean, I feel like it's driving and throwing your money out the window, but okay. But you're not a betting person. Every time I've tried to make a bet with you're you right. on the air, you've bought. Probably because you thought it I was going to win the bet. And, and make the you only look time bad. money changed well, you know hands what? with it's us is because I, I said that you weren't coming on with me a day where I was solo, and then I found out I just hadn't checked my phone again and uh, and paid you fifty dollars to the uh, Feeding America. So you really don't well, like not, to not bet with us. To me, that was actually sent to a really tremendous. Yes. Cause. Oh, absolutely. So kudos to you for all of that. Anyway, I do appreciate that one. Yes, All in right. any case. Let, let's go through some of the things that are out there with the Steelers that I know you have opinions on. First one, Steelers need a wide receivers coach. Heinz Ward, thumbs up, thumbs down. Do you think he's a real option for the job? Oh, massive, massive, massive thumbs up. He was very, very close to taking the job a few years ago, as you know, and it came down to discipline. I've told you guys the stories. You know this. This is back when Antonio Brown was there, wasn't necessarily regularly in meetings, and Heinz Ward had said to Mike Tomlin, look, if I'm doing this, then he follows my rules. And Mike Tomlin said, as long as he produces, we'll put up with it. And Heinz said that's not the way that it works for him. But now that you've got Arthur Smith there, who does indeed have no problem being the bad cop, if he needs to be, who does indeed believe in accountability, it might be a new day in Pittsburgh. I love, I'd love that to answer. See it happen. I'd so love, I. love, love to see it happen. And I'll tell you this, I've spent a lot of time with both the Dolphins and the Colts. The Colts employed Reggie Wayne, the Dolphins, Wes Welker. There's something really, really magical about a former wide receiver who is used to being the center of attention, now recognizing that it's not about them, it's not about the players, and the real-life experience that they can offer, I, it's just, it would be so good. And so good, too, because of 
everything that Hines Ward embodied as a receiver, and that's what a Pittsburgh Steelers receiver should be. All that toughness, all that leaning into the blocking, all that team first. Okay, let's go. I'm sold. How do we make it happen? Text him and ask him if he will do the job <laughs> and if he's interviewed yet, and then tell us on the air. Hello, this is Mike Tomlin. I somehow got Aditi's number. Uh, <laughs> right. Would you like the job? Uh, do you think – how much interest do you imagine there would be on the team's end on this? I just – it's all uh, – I mean, at the end of the day, it's about the players, but you want the coaches to get the most out of the players. It's, you know, today I was talking to Legereus Sneed. Legereus Sneed is a cornerback that has turned into one of the premier shutdown corners in the NFL, and up until this year, he was a slot corner. He was playing the nickel. Now he's played outside, and just about every single week – he shut down the opponent's number one receiver. And I was talking to Legarius about the big jump and how much of it is just going from inside to outside. And he said, no, it's all about facts. He said, it's about my coaches putting me in position to succeed. It's about my coaches pushing me and teaching me and making me the player that I am. So it's not one or the other, but, yeah, how do you get the coaches in here that can get the most out of, their, out of the players that are here and can stick with the organizational philosophy Aditi? The Steelers are going to be the Steelers. Okay, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. While you've been enjoying yourself in Sin City, Art Rooney, too, told Pomp that the Steelers are not closing the door on a quarterback trade, and that has prompted two pretty big heavy hitters, Dulac locally, but then Albert Breer, to both say, hey, don't count out or rule out the idea of Justin Fields. What's your reaction to that? I think that when you hear Art Rooney say something like that, it's a little bit more about let's get a veteran guy in here who can help Kenny Pickett, who can help him grow, who can be a great voice of experience, who can be someone who can help him develop. And you think about... So Breer hears Fields and maybe Aditi hears Josh Dobbs. And that answer is what you're telling me, something like that. Uh, maybe. I mean, it's funny. I saw Charlie Batch just yesterday. So I think of the Bruce Gradkowskis and the Charlie Batches. And obviously, Ben Roethlisberger didn't necessarily, you know, later in his career need that veteran older guy. But a young quarterback can be so well served by having that person. It's the same way you've heard C.J. Stroud talk about how valuable it is to have Case Keenum in the room. So why not get a guy in here who – has seen all these things, is prepared in every way, and can help Kenny's development. Peter King goes on with Cook and Joe every week, and he was asked in Joe's uh, scintillating word association where he's just supposed to say the first thing that comes to mind when Joe asked the question. He said, Peter, Russell Wilson's team next year. Immediate response, Pittsburgh Steelers. What say you about that? Yeah, I don't see it. Sorry. Aditi, would you like to play a game of free association with us? I don't know if I'd like to, but I'm willing to try it. Okay. Andrew Filipponi. <laughs> My friend. Uh, best Super Bowl snack. I don't have time to eat here. <laughs> best Super Bowl. The first thing that popped in my head was popcorn because Jim Nance said popcorn, but I don't actually eat popcorn. How do you say I've stone crabs and popcorn, during... too? He said stone know, crabs are his so favorite bizarre. food. It's a big jump from so... stone crabs to popcorn. Seriously, and the popcorn piece really concerns me. Like, if you get a kernel stuck in your mouth or if you accidentally choke on something and you're calling a game. But, I mean, I guess that's why he's a legend. Who wins the Super Bowl? Oh, goodness. Uh, I'll just tell you, it's so hard 
to uh, count out the Chiefs and their experience and their understanding of this moment. And you want to say that it's the 49ers for all the reasons that you think it should be the 49ers, but I was there when the Chiefs beat the Dolphins. I was there when the Chiefs beat the Bills. And I apologize if I already told you this, but I was on the sideline for Westwood One for Chiefs-Bills. The Bills played great. It was punch for punch for punch. And then the fourth quarter came. And it was just markedly different from one sideline to the other. The Chiefs just looked like, okay, we've got them right where we want them. We are right where we want to be, whereas the Bills suddenly got tighter. The Bills started getting a little bit more frenetic. You could see it in the way the coaches were talking to each other on the headsets. And I know the 49ers have been in big moments. I know they've been in big games. Kyle Shanahan certainly has, but he hasn't closed it out yet. And what's the great line Bill Parcells loves? The way that you learn how to win close games is by actually winning a close game. The Chiefs have done it over and over and over again, and this year they're doing it in a different way than they've done it the previous two times. It just makes you feel like it's what Chris Jones said to me yesterday. The journey this year has made them even tougher. Uh, Most interested in hearing Reba McIntyre, Post Malone, or Usher? Usher. Okay, we're done here. Good stuff, Aditi. Enjoy the show. We'll be watching. What time CBS Sports Network, 4.30? Bye. Bye. Okay, she didn't. Pony and Muller debut segment at 5.30. I wanted to do this on Tuesday, but I said I was missing the key ingredient, which is something to give to you guys for uh, participating. And we have that now. Two tickets to see Tim McGraw at PPG Paints Arena in April. McGraw with a very nice heartfelt uh, memorial uh, yesterday of uh, Toby Keith. He put out there. Bigger star, Tim McGraw or Mrs. Tim McGraw, Faith Hill? I think Tim. Because his dad also was an all-star pitcher. Right? You could be making that up, and I genuinely have never been curious enough about Tim McGraw to know Tug whether McGraw. it's... Tug McGraw. Tug McGraw, It is his kid? Yeah. Okay. I, I, get, I just said I have never been curious enough about Tim McGraw's background to find out who his dad was. Well, wait, how does his dad being Tug McGraw make him a bigger star than Faith Hill? Because baseball fans took an interest in him because of it. Yeah. I'm Phillies fans, Mets fans. How do you think he became one of the top 20 country music recording artists of all time? Did he beat out Bob Dylan? I forget. No, he was behind Dylan. Joe Starkey, biggest Dylan fan I know, said the idea that Dylan is a country musician is complete and utter garbage. He the worst not. one was Neil Diamond being on the list. By far. Anyways, so we'll give those away at 5.30 with a new contest we have running. It is Super Bowl-themed. Oh, baby. We have fun with Super Bowl audio right now, and it's brought to you by the Buell Insurance Agency in Gibsonia. Contact the Buell Insurance Agency uh, today. We have this first one from 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy. Pictures of you and, and uh, Lee Harvey Oswald circling around the internet right now. People think you two look alike. Did you ever hear that before? I haven't. That's my first time hearing it. Yeah. What do you think about that comparison? Uh, Physical comparison. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, what do you think of... <laughs> <laughs> Brock, some, have say, some saying you are the doppelganger of one of the notorious murderers in this country's history. Your thoughts on the physical resemblance I don't between think Brock, you and the man who uh, killed a president? I don't think Brock Purdy knows who Lee Harvey Oswald is. 
Uh, I actually think he does, and that's why he answered so uncomfortably. I think he didn't know what to say because he didn't know who Lee Harvey Oswald, Lee Harvey Oswald is. It, it, first of all, is the person right? Do they look alike? Hey, Brock, I think you look like the BTK killer or Charles Manson. But it, uh, is the person right? Do you see a striking resemblance I, between I see Lee Harvey Oswald and Brock At Purdy? least a passing one, maybe not a striking one. Where did this start? Instagram or Reddit or something like that? Donnie Great saw question. it. Donnie was the first one I think that brought it up to us. I did see it. And? I think there's I think there's something there in the face. But I've also seen side by sides of John Harbaugh and Brock Purdy. See, and I that's think that's even, closer. That's even more striking. I think to Purdy me. looks like a young John Harbaugh. He does look a little bit like Lee Harvey Oswald, but now I got to search John Harbaugh to see because I'm sure somebody mashed up this uh, this picture. And Harbaugh two. even went up to Purdy after that game. Much more like Harbaugh, way more Christmas like Harbaugh, night and mentioned it to him like, "Hey, Brock, you just sucked. You threw four interceptions. By the way, people think we look alike. One of those deals." Man, does, he, he does look like he could be a young John Harbaugh for sure. Does your dad think that it was Oswald? No, thinks the mob did it. Really? Yeah. Thinks the mob did it. Because, Not the government. Because the mob delivered Illinois and there, or by extension, the 1960 election to Kennedy by Kennedy's dad making sure he called in a few favors. And the quid pro quo there was supposed to be that Kennedy would look the other way on all the casinos they were running in Havana, Cuba, because this was pre-Castro. I believe. Yeah, it definitely would have been. And Kennedy didn't basically hold up his end of the bargain. So that's that theory that they were mad about that and kaput. And that they might have had some help from the CIA. Like, I guess it would make kind of people freak out to think that like organized crime could have that level of reach and mm. planning. I don't think it would freak everybody out. People have open minds on this stuff. But yeah, my dad thinks the mob did it. Now, does he think that it was somebody up there who actually pulled the trigger and it was one man, a lone gunman from I think the mob he, I who think did he, it? I think my dad believes, as don't most people that have a basic understanding of physics, that the gunman on the grassy knoll is the person who actually got fired the, the shots, right? So does he think Lee Harvey Oswald was working for the mob? No, I forget what his actual theory on Oswald specifically is. I mean, is it. Oswald an all-time martyr here that just got blamed for something that he actually didn't do? Does your dad think that? I don't believe my dad thinks that Lee Harvey Oswald was innocent of everything. Okay. But I I think, don't most people think the second gunman on the grassy knoll actually did it? Chris, I honestly have not spent a lot of time on this, but I know your dad has, like, dedicated his retirement life to this. I always thought it was Big Lee. Have you ever thought it was, seen the movie movie JFK, though? They have the big magic bullet theory that I I believe, unless I'm- That was in the Ward Commission. If I'm talking out of my ass here, somebody can let me know. Yeah, like, essentially for- Lee Harvey Oswald to have killed Kennedy, they think that it, they said it basically would have to be a magical bullet. And then Seinfeld made fun of it on TV, yes. calling it the magic loogie that Keith Hernandez hawked in the direction of Kramer and Newman. Yep. Yeah, my dad, though, long story short, he, he has read thousands of pages of, of various books on this. He's watched documentaries. My dad's conclusion is the mob killed Kennedy. Speaking of conspiracies, here's another uh, question. This is from Andy Reid's press conference earlier today. Coach, right here. Yep. A gotcha. uh, question from Germany. Yes. Um, as you said before, um, times have changed a lot. Uh, the internet, mobile phones. Um, what do you say about the conspiracies that uh, have popped up 
concerning Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, like some kind of Republican conspiracies, that you guys made it to the Super Bowl to actually secretly re-elect or help re-elect President Biden. Mm. That's, that's way out of my league. <laughs> I mean, you leave it to couldn't it be a, couldn't be an American re- reporter because they're in on it, right? So somebody from Germany, Germany had to s- sneak in there and ask that question. Reads How do you not love Andy Reid? Like he gives it, an answer like that, he just like laughs. He probably heard the guy say from Germany, he's thinking, I can't Beer. wait. This is going to be about what I like more, brock, bratwurst or not worst. <laughs> yeah. He's going to say, you know what, Hans, I thought you'd never ask. Potato pancakes <laughs> or a big German, you know, Bavarian pretzel. <laughs> Meanwhile. Andy, <laughs> question from Germany. How many of these Steins do you think you could hold? Meanwhile, he gets hit with the... Uh, the real uh hit with the heavy conspiracy stuff. question. Yeah. Man, so who's gotten By the way, he didn't say no. I think Purdy he by the way has gotten hit, hit with the toughest one here. The hey, you look like a notorious figure from American history. Your thoughts on your resemblance to this person you who many people believe. You got to get to the bottom of where your dad comes down on Oswald. I'll just ask him next time I see him I'll be like, "Hey, what was your uh you I know you think the mob does he did think, it. Uh, does he think Oswald got screwed? I mean, he did get shot in the stomach and killed right after it. So one way or another, if you like being well, alive right more than being did, dead. But if he didn't actually kill Kennedy. That's because they didn't then want got, him to talk. If he didn't kill Kennedy, Chris, then he got a raw deal. Unless he, I mean. He didn't deserve to die there. Do you think that he was at least involved? I have no idea. I always thought they I, were just afraid he was going to to talk, and that's Chris, why I, Ruby I, took him I out. I have no idea if he was involved. That's why I'm asking you to ask your dad about it. I'll I'll go back and look. Now now see here's the stupid thing. Now I'm gonna fall down the rabbit hole about like Jack Ruby and all this stuff. I'm telling you, listen to Purdy. He does not sound like he knows who H- Oswald is. Here's uh, physical comparison. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he does. So, <laughs> uh, one more one more thing. Uh, Castro had taken over Cuba. My timeline was off, and they were they thought he would topple him, and that was supposed to happen at Bay of Pigs. Mm-hmm. Did not happen. Mob like, come on. So we already have do people the, do the job you on here. There? No, also... I just read it. I read it and looked at it, and I was like, oh, yeah, my timeline's off. That happened in the late 50s, and then obviously 60 was the election. Uh, somebody also came across in the text line, said LHO acted alone. Uh Oswald, the fall guy, Ruby, the man to silence him. Ruby had mafia connections, got into debt, and had to kill Oswald to repay that debt? Man alive. One of my roommates in college made his thesis paper was on Ruby. But I never got around to reading it. I was too stoned. (laughs) Jack Ruby, not exactly a gem. All righty, it is time for the Donnie Football Debrief, and it is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Donnie. The debrief, February 7, 2024. Uh, Today is National Signing Day. I think this is something I want to get your thoughts on. Wait, in college football? Yeah. Man, now that there's NIL and stuff well, like that, I have no clue when these dates are and when this so, stuff happens well, anymore. Well, there you go. Which you kind of you made me worry there that it wasn't, even though I was. You got to trust yourself. Everywhere. He's, he's wrong about things sometimes. He's unaware of things sometimes. He's not a machine. He's I, a man like so, you. I just feel like this day used to be a much bigger day. Well, that's, all. that's what I was going to bring up. Do we think that 
the freedom of college football, the freedom of the transfer portal, not necessarily NIL. I think it's more the, the transfer portal stuff for me. Does that water a day like this down? Because yes. I feel like 10 to 15 years ago, this was a big deal. Even five years ago, this was a big deal. When I was heading into my, what year would it have been? Either my sophomore year at Penn State or maybe my junior year. Maybe it was sophomore into junior. Derek Williams, the wide receiver, was the number one recruit in the country that year. Justin King that year was also a very big name recruit. That was like on ESPN News, the official Derek Williams announcement. And I still remember him saying, I'm going to um, the University of Penn State. And all the Penn State people were like happy. <laughs> but like, come on, he got the name wrong. Did he have all the hats out? Was he in his I think high so. school gym? I think so. But I think it's definitely tied to NIL because when Derek Williams went there, that was, well, now they have the number one recruit for four years. You know what I mean? Unless they screw it up royally or three years, unless he, if he's so good, he goes right to the pros. And now I do think with the freedom of movement, you don't get that idea that this is permanent. This guy's tied to the school. It's could be here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah, it's like, okay, we have him for this year. Hell, maybe not even that. I mean, do, Quinn, Quinn Ewers didn't even no, uh, keep going. Go, go through a season at Ohio State. I'm dead serious. Like, what percentage of people have in some way forgotten that Caleb Williams didn't play his whole career at USC? Yeah, he started at Oklahoma and followed Lincoln Riley. That's what I mean. Like, he had some He, – I remember him in the Red River rivalry having a great game and, like, some explosive plays. But there are probably people that have completely memory hold that he even played there. Did the Martin kid from Bell Vernon end up signing with He's Penn, at Penn State? He's Penn State. Penn State got another one, too. They've got five uh, pretty big names from the Whippeal, I guess. ESPN says their class is 11th, Pitt's 44th. Pitt on this National Signing Day introduced everybody to their offensive coordinator. His name's Cade Bell. He was at, I think, Western Carolina. Yeah. Where they put up huge numbers in the FCS. Here are his thoughts on, on Pitt's offense and their philosophy for 2024. You want to build everything off the run game. Um, if you can run the football, if you can find ways to have sex in the run game, um, it makes throwing the ball easy. I saw... I. <laughs> No, I, I, I hate What's this. happening in the run game? You're having sex in the run game, man. I, I know Pony loves my reactions to be organic. Unfortunately, I saw Doran tweeting gleefully about this. He means to say success. He says sex. Just having sex out there in the run game. You Doran, want to build everything off the run game. Um, if you can run the football, if you can find ways to have sex in the run game, um, it makes throwing the ball easy. Uh, Doran said it's all about the motion in the ocean when you're having sex in the run. They're really, really going to pound the football next year. Oh, yeah. In related news, Pitt got a commitment from Sarah J today. I'm, there's like not, that horse? There's, no, because there's absolutely nothing I can say that won't get all of us in at least some trouble as a follow-up joke to that. Johnny Sin's announcing he has college <laughs> eligibility left. <laughs> I would like to see, I mean, how many years now have we had the, the freedom of the transfer portal? Like, what year are we in? Mm. Oh, boy. Well, it's all post-COVID. Yeah, so it's like right. the third year or fourth year of it now. I, I would like to see once we're like a full rotation through like four or five years. Mm -hmm. I want to know like on average how many kids actually stay at their original school. Good question. Really good question. I feel like it's a lot higher percentage than people would think. Well, what do you? What percentage do you think people would? Think? I don't know. I guess when people hear transfer portal, my my just initial thought is they assume that guy's as good as gone because you hear about this. Like Addison, he goes to USC and all that, and I just think people assume once the guy's name is in the portal, forget about him. He's never coming back. When in obviously in cases that doesn't happen, the guy just pulls his name back out of the portal and stays. 
You know, I mean, this is where I, I think as a... And you know it's funny? Pat Forty, big college football writer, obviously. I had an idea years and years ago on the air that got derided and made fun of. And at least to some small extent, Forty's basically repurposing it here. I said, make them employees, do collective bargaining. They don't have to go to class anymore, which he's like positing. A lot of people think could be the end game here. He said, make the schools rent the, the intellectual property. Like Alabama has to pay if they want to be called the Crimson Tide and all that. Make them pay, make these programs pay to use the facilities that have become so iconic and stuff and just make it what it is which is semi-professional football and completely divorce it from the universities themselves. Because you know the programs themselves need that basic affiliation with a school, even if it's not formalized and the players don't go to class, to be as popular with people as they are. I heard Bostic talking about this today, and he made a point that I didn't completely agree with, and I love Pat. He said, this is just, he didn't say this exactly, I'm paraphrasing, this is just more haves and have-nots in college football, and schools can't keep up. And I heard that, and I'm thinking to myself, at what point did, say, Toledo have a real chance of keeping up with Alabama or USC? Hell, like, before NIL, did Pitt have a chance of keeping up with Ohio State and Michigan no. and Alabama and USC? So how has it really changed? It's just all it's out given, in the open now. It's given people, now that it's quote-unquote all out in the open, it's given, I think, people, how can we compete with this? You weren't beforehand when the money was in a paper right. bag okay, on somebody's so doorstep. Right, this sucks. Like, you do a great job. You find Jordan Addison. He wins the Blitnikoff Award. He leaves for greener pastures. More money. That blows. Mm -hmm. But you know what you can do? If there's a guy at USC who's good, but he's buried on their depth chart, he's a five-star star guy who's getting no playing time, you can get that guy on your team almost immediately. Isn't that what they that's just what they did, did with, with the Alabama quarterback? quarterback? Yes. How about a guy that's at, I'll use another Mac school. He's at Ohio. Wasn't the Titsworth kid there? Parker Titsworth. Parker Titsworth. I like that Canada kid. Mumfield uh, was from Akron. Right. He was a zip. Guys at, at the Mac. Ben Roethlisberger. If Ben Roethlisberger were playing college football now, he wouldn't have finished it out at Miami, Ohio. He Who's he endorsing? Who's given him, like, one of those big product endorsements? Is he a Subway guy? This cold-cut combo. He's doing it like Happy Gilmore. I eat three of them a day yeah, to Caleb keep Williams me strong. Caleb Williams did Dr. Pepper. He was doing uh, so fans So is, is Ben doing, like, Jimmy John's or something? But, I eat three, you know, gargantuans a you know what a day. I mean? Like, you can poach those FCS in. Yes. You should, and you should be. five schools, so I don't know. Jared Verse, who's going to go very high in the draft, went to where before he went to Florida State, Donnie? Jared Verse. Albany. Come is your name Donnie? I didn't think he knew, and I wanted to just bail him out there. Would you have said Albany? No. Okay, good job, Pony. Can't sneak any past the, this guy. The other, the other thing that's going to suck, too, is just the like little tradition of sitting around with your buddies, and you like name a player, and you, you got to have somebody say like where the guy went to school. Just, I know you two have done that. It'll now just you're create a new guys. debate, though. You'll have to say, like, is that the authentic school? Like, if somebody says Jordan Addison and they go USC, you go, eh. Is yeah, he more I mean, Pitt like, or is he more USC? Like, I don't know. Like you throw it's out like a, a JT Daniels, you got to list off five schools. Well, the game can only take so long. You'd be into the next day. You finally get to the last one. They should invent the alt. They should invent uh, the grid before college football. Now that these guys are J playing for so many. JT different places. Daniels would be the Josh Johnson of it for the NFL. <laughs>